one of the things I really wanted to kind of, you know, to push out was it's going to get tough, but do not give up, you know, because like I said, I was ready to give up within that, you know, that first year, it was, like I said, it was rough. You know, you're going to, you're going to have moments, you know, to where you can barely afford to fill up your gas tank. And, you know, you're going to have moments, you know, you'll have five or 6,000 in your bank account, you know, plus easily, you know, just, just don't give up. Just keep riding that wave and keep pushing it, you know, because, because the moment you give up, you will instantly, you will instantly regret it. You know, you will instantly regret it unless you're just in financial fine. It's not working for you, of course, you know. Hey, what's going on? My name is Dustin. I'm the host of the Detail Spot podcast. And in this episode, we have on Jacob Dixon with Dixon's Mobile Detailing based out of Orlando area. Jacob comes on and talks all about his journey, how he started, where he's at today, some goals that he has in his business, and some information that he wanted to share with you guys. So make sure to stay tuned for that. Uh, I really enjoyed this episode. I know you're going to as well. And as always, if you're enjoying the content that's coming from this channel, if you can leave us a review um, either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, it's going to greatly help the channel grow so that we can reach other detailers. And I also want to invite you to join the detail community. It's a platform for detailers either looking to start their business, grow their business, or to take their business to the next level. So if that is you, um, I know you're going to get something from the detail community. And right now we're in a founding member stage. So you can become a founding member. This is going to be going away really soon. Um, but right now you can join for $27 a month and you get your first 30 days for only a dollar. You can try it out, see if you like it. Um, but if you actually take action on the things inside, it is proven to take your business to the next level. You're going to get access to uh, a library of resources. It has over 50 plus videos and classes on marketing, sales, strategies, tools, showing you click by click. So you don't have to go years of trying things and seeing if it works. This shows you exactly what works, what's worked for me, and what has worked for other top detailers within the industry. You also get access to exclusive podcast episodes and a community for area to where you can get support from other members inside that you can grow, connect with, ask questions. And you also get access to a pre-made promotional templates area to where you don't have to spend a ton of money um, hiring a graphic designer or spend a ton of money or time uh, designing these yourselves. These are pre-made specifically for detailers. So if you are you know, needing some type of promotional template or some type of advertisement to post to social media, these template packs are added regularly to your library. So you can just come on, grab a pack, and then upload it to your social media. Um, so you get access to all of that plus so much more. It's only $27 a month right now. This is going away really soon and you get your first 30 days for only a dollar. So become a founding member uh, before this deal goes away. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, the link will be in the show notes. And if you're watching on YouTube, the link will be in the description and that you can also go to thedetailcommunity.com. All right, so we got um, Jacob Dixon here. Um, tell us a little bit about your business, Jacob. How, like, you know, how 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 did you get into detailing? And uh, just tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, so, um, well, to make I guess a long story shorter, um, I started I started the detailing industry um, back in San Antonio, Texas. It was back in like 2010, 2011 time frame, I think. Um, and I started, I started out working for a dealership, um, Tom Bits and Honda and Chevrolet, just doing, just doing little details here and there. And then, um, 
And so they hired me full time and, you know, they taught me the actual process of how to do paint correction, how to do ceramic coating, so on and so forth. And I took it from there and I went to an exotic dealership up there in San Antonio. I went and worked for a, a, a Lamborghini dealership up there. And that's where I learned how to do PPF, ceramic coating, um, window tint, you know, all the good stuff. And so um, I, I quit that for a little bit because I, I actually moved away from San Antonio, Texas. And I went back down to Florida and I started, I started doing construction. And um, I was doing that for some years. And, you know, after time, it gets really, it gets really aggravating, you know, just get living paycheck to paycheck. And, you know, I can't make my own hours. And, you know, I, I wanted to be my own boss. So, you know, I had to really sit back and think, what do I want for myself? What I want for my family? You know, because this isn't it. You know, this, this isn't working. Um, my wife's an RN. So, you know, she's, she's working crazy hours, you know, to make up for what I can't bring in. So it wasn't working. So I decided, you know what, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start detailing, you know, since I have some experience in it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start that up. And I started that up about two, about two and a half years ago. And when we first started, it was just strictly detailing. You know, we, I didn't know. I, I, I did know a little bit about the PPF, you know, because being in Texas, but my mind wasn't refreshed with everything because it's been some years. So I uh, just started detailing and then slowly, slowly and surely started getting back into the paint correction, the ceramic coating types of things. And then once I got into it, it took off and it's, it's, it's been nonstop since. Heck yeah. That's awesome, man. What, what was the difference in like working for just a regular dealership and then moving up to like an exotic dealership? Did they, did you learn a lot like about the, you know the industry as a whole there yeah yeah absolutely so it's so it's completely different like the attention to detail is the biggest thing that i noticed because you know at, at in smaller dealerships they tend just to want to wash the car vacuum it out and send it out you know to, to the person that's buying the car but when you go to these exotic dealerships you know they're expecting you know pristine vehicles when they get them you, you know they spend a lot of money on these vehicles so they want them to look nice you know so mm -hmm. um yeah the big difference was the attention to details there and you know just 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 the little things like what it comes down to you know like little things like like the rags you use you know it was it was those little tiny those little tiny things like that that made all the difference in the world and it it really brought up my game a lot yeah definitely and i know like some of like you know the typical chevy dealership hyundai dealerships like those typical dealerships they don't really care about like and they may not even know about you know things such as like we can actually call swirl marks if we don't you know properly wash the vehicle whereas like lamborghini or porsche or one of these higher end uh, dealerships they're going to take that precaution and they're going to know you know hey this you shouldn't wash it this way um you should do it as a professional and also kind of like the uniformity of it as well like you know lamborghini porsche like those are high-end luxury vehicle you know manufacturers and um uh, they want you to look the part as well, which is kind of cool because now you, you get that kind of skill set from coming from a place like that. And now right. you can incorporate that in your business as well. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a game changer. It really has. Heck yeah, man. So what are some, what is something that you did in the very, very early stages of your business to kind of get that traction going to get that ball rolling? Um, so what really got the ball rolling to be honest with you was my SEO. Um, you know, cause I was doing my own marketing and I was getting business, you know, I was staying pretty busy, but you know, once I, you know, once I bit the bullet and hired my SEO, which, which on that, it took me a good six months before I ever pulled the trigger. You know, I, I would talk to this man daily, you know, because I wasn't real sure on how those things work, you know? So I, I talked to him for about five or six months before I ever pulled the trigger on it. When I pulled the trigger and he's like, all right, you know, just trust me, trust the process. So that's exactly what I did. And man, ever since then, he's, he's been putting in work for us. It's, it's turned out great. 
That's awesome, man. Yeah. SEO is by far, I always tell everybody like most of your leads are going to come from Google. Like it's just Absolutely. most of those clients are ready to pull the trigger on a service like detailing. Um, and I do think that like you can get some type of business going from like your typical word of mouth. I think you can get Absolutely. your business going from social media, yeah. but I, I did, I saw that as well. Like SEO was that, that big, um, majority of our leads coming in did come from Google. It came from, Hey, once you get that ranking going and you can either like learn it yourself, which takes forever to like, yeah, you can mm -hmm, absolutely. Or there's so many guys in our space now that are subject matter experts and, and can do it for you if you have the budget. So like, that would be my biggest um, advice to anybody is like, Hey, once you get a little bit of fun set aside, put it into SEO, put it into either learning it or giving it to someone who can do it for you and get kind of get Absolutely. you up there on the ranking. Absolutely. Cause you will make your money back tenfold, you know, mm -hmm. and, but people, you know, a lot of people with SEO, they tend to think, you know, it's going to happen right away. And that, that was my thing. I was assuming it was a right away thing. You know, they're going to put my Google ad on there and I'm going to take off. And that's, you know, I was, I was sadly mistaken when I found out that's not how it works. You know, you just, mm -hmm. so if you do decide to hire SEO, just trust the process, you know, trust your team. They know what they're doing. They know what's going on. Just trust the process and let it ride out. And slowly but surely you will start getting, you know, the Google ranking and the calls and the emails and all that good stuff. It does mm -hmm. come with time. That's, that's super frustrating too. It's cause like you do put a lot of the, either time or money into this SEO and you're like, man, yep. how long is it going to take? Because you really don't see results for two, three, four, sometimes six months to a year. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, yeah. it took us around, around three or four months to finally start seeing results come in, you know, and I was almost ready to give up and stop paying. I was like, man, this isn't working. He's like, just trust me three, you no, know, give it, give it another month or so. And I gave it another month and it took off. Sure enough. Yeah. That's awesome, man. What part of Florida are you in? So right now we are in Orlando, um, winter park area, um, which is, we moved here uh, about almost six months ago. Something, yeah, about six months ago. Before that, we was in Pensacola, Florida, um, close to the Alabama, Florida line. Um, and the market is completely different than it is, you know, down here compared to, you know, Northwest Florida. I, I guess, mm -hmm. I, I guess it's more luxury living down here. You know, a lot of tourists come down here. There's a lot more money down here. Um, so that's, so that's been a big change, you know. And another thing is, um, down here in Orlando. Um, I haven't, I haven't been advertising it really, but I haven't got any beaten up cars. You know, I haven't got anything like that compared to where Northwest Florida, man, people rag their vehicles, you know, here's like completely different ball game. And I'm really enjoying that. Yeah. It makes detailing a lot more enjoyable when you're oh, not working on, um, you know, shit boxes all the time. Like. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I actually stopped advertising for, um, upholstery cleaning the shampoo and extraction i don't even advertise for stuff like that no more just because you know when i started out early on that's all i was doing day in and day out mm -hmm. and it's, and don't get me wrong there is great money in that 110 percent great money but it's not for me and it's, it's not for a lot of people you know i don't want to be crawling on my hands and knees around the filthy bar all day i just i just something i want to do but you know to each its own everybody has their you know their their nicks or whatnot so yeah, no, I agree. Like there's, there's a market for everybody. And, um, and I, I felt that same way, you know, I did start with, um, those interiors, the shampooing, the upholstery, but there was a point to where I did have to pivot because I didn't feel that it was like sustainable for me. Absolutely. I didn't feel like my mind could handle working on those cars every day. And it's crazy because what it, all it took was literally to just stop advertising it. It was that, yeah. you know, yep. you, 
And I think it, it's kind of hard though, because you take a lot of pride in like you, you do this cool transformation and it looks so good and you want to show it off to people. But what happens right. when you show it off to people, people are like, Oh man, he can do that to my car too. Exactly. And, and it just never ends. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. What you put out there, what you advertise is what you're going to get back, you know, and that's, and you know, that's, that's that's huge saying that because you know there's a lot of companies that have um detailing and they're named you know but they don't even do detailing they just do straight ceramic coating and paint correction you know and it's and it's really mind-boggling you know how that stuff kind of works out mm -hmm. it just shows that they probably started that same direction as oh, absolutely well. absolutely yeah we all start from somewhere i gotta start from the bottom you know so mm -hmm. it's been an adventure for sure i'm definitely enjoying it yeah. And what are some things that you notice that now you're in two, three years, what are some things you notice you have to do now that you really didn't have to do when you're in the beginning stages? Um, pound and ask for reviews that, you know, that's, that's one of my stickler things. You know, I always follow up, you know, with reviews. Cause at first, you know, I didn't think reviews really went that far, you know, cause they, I was thinking from my mindset, well, I don't really look at reviews. So, you know, these people ain't looking at reviews and I was completely wrong by that, you know, so at first I really wasn't pushing, you know, for reviews. And then, um, and then, you know, once I started to get into the paint correction type of things, I was like, okay, you know, I need to start getting reviews. And uh, we're at, we're at like 45, five star reviews now. So it's, it's, uh, it's definitely been picking up on the reviews here lately. Cause that's something I pound into my customers. You know, I, I don't annoy them with it, but you know, I even offer them like five or $10 off to leave a five star review or something like that, you know, and, and, you know, that's something they bite on, you know, and it actually works. <clears throat> Yeah, it, it does take an incentive. I noticed like I kind of played with, um, I, I'm the same way. I kind of pound for those as well. And I did notice like, hey, just asking for it didn't work. They have to have some type of incentive. No one does anything for free now. So um, right. I did it to where like every client that we detail 30 minutes to an hour after I have this pre-made text and it's like, Hey, I just wanted to follow up, say, thank you so much for your business. And uh, to make sure you are 100% satisfied. And when doing that, they they either say yes I was satisfied or they say no you you're one of your guys missed this and this right. well what that does is it's like hey now I can fix that situation before they get on Google and leave a bad review and exactly. if they say yes I was satisfied now you can go ahead and shoot them that review link and say hey uh, one thing I did was like I'll give you a it's a five I I give like a five dollar Starbucks gift card and it, right. it's so worth it to me because five bucks for the return of you know, a potential client getting on there and saying, man, like these guys have great reviews. I want to use this. Right. And you're so right too, because most clients when they're on Google, that's all, almost the determining factor of whether they want to use you or someone else. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's also, I also found out it's very important to reply to those reviews as well. Don't just leave them blank. When they leave a review, go in there and say, Hey, thank you. Or, or if it's a bad review, go in there and say, Hey, how can we fix this? You know, so on and so forth. Definitely don't don't leave the reviews blank reply to them because customers do look at that as well how you respond to criticism how you respond you know to to the good and the bad and they look at all that stuff they do they, mm -hmm. they tell me all the time you know we look at your reviews and they're great and i'm like wow these people really take their time and read almost every review and they yeah. do they, they will because they're spending a lot of money to get their stuff done you know so mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome man and, and they're also like trying to get a vibe of your personality too because like people want to do business with people so like when you're responding to those reviews, they're like, man, this guy sounds like a guy I want to do business with. 
Absolutely, yeah. It's about it's about building a relationship and building a trust with that customer. You know, you're not just there just to service their vehicle. And a picture, you know, in a small picture you are, but the big picture, you know, I want that customer, you know, for as long as possible for life. You know, mm -hmm. so I want to create a bond and create a relationship, you know, with that customer. You know, mm -hmm. to keep them coming back. You know, to keep you know, keep their uh, keep their word of mouth for me. Yeah, no, that's super cool. And that's what it takes in an in a industry like this. You know, you have, you have, you have businesses like retail and you have like product based businesses that function totally different than a service based business. When we are all most all of us and, and probably anybody listening to this is located in an area to where they need word of mouth, they need to be need to have a good reputation. And, um, and, and it's all about that relationship. It's all about how close to people can you get? Uh, while still growing your business. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. I really do. Yeah. And, and another thing with reviews is like, not only is it uh, our clients reading it, but it's part of Google's algorithm too. It's like, Hey, the more consistent you are getting reviews, they see you as a, a as a, uh, an established business. Absolutely. They want yeah. to show you too, because the, Google doesn't want their reputation to, um, Google wants to only put out people who they think and they know is established and, and produces quality. So they're going to get, they're going to kind of reward you as well for getting those consistent, good reviews. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, they absolutely will. <clears throat> now is, um, is that your only form? Is that, is that like your primary form of marketing is, is Google? Do you have like social media? Do you do anything on there? Yeah, so so we use Google and we use Facebook and we just started using TikTok. I don't really have an Instagram. I've never really gotten to the Instagram thing, but I hear you know people do get a lot of business through Instagram. It's just something I haven't ventured off to. I'm sure I will, but um, Facebook, man. So Facebook has a really good marketing thing they got going on, and about thirty to forty percent of my business comes from you know comes from Facebook. The rest from Google or whatever. But yeah, um, if you can. If you can find that niche on Facebook, sometimes it can be difficult, you know, to play around with the words and your in your audience and stuff like that. But but once you find, you know, you gotta fine tune the little things. But once you have it tuned up, man, like it does. Sometimes I'll get more leads from Facebook than I will Google most, you know, sometimes. And that's just and that's just the way it goes, you know. But um, Facebook is definitely a you know a solid audience if you can uh, if you can perfect you know your criteria and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I think it comes down to like where you're located at too, because Facebook a lot of times is like an older demographic. It's kind of getting into that that era of like, you know, my sister's like she's uh, 19 and she's like, I don't even use Facebook, you know, like right. a lot right. of like, I think 30 plus year olds are still on Facebook. And if like your area is primarily filled with 30 plus year olds or your target client is, um, you know, Facebook could be a good option. Yeah. Instagram and Instagram and TikTok. Like I have not, um, there's a lot of guys who get a ton of business on TikTok and I see it as like, I, I think it would be hard to try to like target your specific area with TikTok. Um, but Instagram, I have had good luck with Instagram. I think that was my biggest one was, uh, first starting Facebook was killer, um, and then I transition kind of into Instagram and, and, you know, you only, you have all these platforms and it's like, Hey, where you can't really put every focus on each one of them. So I like try to, I try to filter out like, Hey, Facebook, if, if it's giving me more business, I'm going to put more time and effort on that. Um, so I kind of, I try, I try to have like two to three main platforms. Right now, now I do have a question with that Instagram. So does Instagram have like a marketing thing like Facebook has that you can push out ads and stuff like that? Cause that's something I'm unaware of. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure you do ads manager through your okay. um, Facebook as well. So like all, all of that, all of your ads should come from that same ads manager. I think okay. you just flip it over to Instagram. Okay, okay, that's interesting. I'm gonna have to check that out. I might have to give Instagram a shot because I hear a lot of people doing business on there. It's just something I haven't ventured off to, but we will. And honestly, I've never even ran. Um, I did all Instagram organically. And the reason I like Instagram is because you have a search feature and you can kind of start narrowing down um, wh where your client is. You can, what it is, is you can find your ideal client easier um, with the search feature. So if like, say you were uh, or Orlando, for instance, like if you wanted to search cars and coffee, Orlando or coffee and octane or whatever you, you like right. local car club, you can start finding people that live in your area and yeah. have cars. It's like your ideal client. You can start interacting with them. easier. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. That's, that's a big one. Cause like Facebook's a little bit harder to find those people. It and then you, you yeah. know, so it doesn't function the same way. And I really like Instagram because you can kind of jab at that person start building like a relationship through Instagram and like commenting on their stories and like, man, I love the will setup you have on your car. Like right. just doing that for a month or so. And then they're like, yeah. man, my car's kind of dirty this month. Well, you, you've already talked to them a few times on Instagram. They're like, of course I'm giving this guy a shot. Right. Yeah. You have that relationship that we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. It's about building the relationship, you know, so they can, you know, so they'll fall back on you whenever they need you. Yeah, that, the, the relationship is is the key pretty much on everything, whether it be social media, um, Google, not so much just because there is no like interactive feature on Google, but those people are already ready to pull the trigger. They're searching for it because they're ready for it. Um, right. But yeah, social media and when you provide the service, all about that relationship. That's That ultimately is what, whether you're going to be in business next year, five years or 10 years from now. Absolutely, you know? yeah, absolutely. It is a huge design effect. You're absolutely mm -hmm. right. <clears throat> Yeah, there, there's a, there's a lot of guys who think they get into this industry and they're gonna just gonna have success overnight and they're gonna get rich like that and 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 yep. that's the wrong mindset. It's like absolutely ultimately yeah. how you should be thinking is like how many people can I meet that enjoy me and enjoy my business? That is what's gonna ultimately make it to where you make money yeah. or not. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's where I kind of was mistaken at first. You know, you know, when I first jumped into detailing on my own as a business, you know, I was kind of expecting instant success. You know, because my head was kind of big, and I was like, you know, I, you know, I've done this for years professionally. You know, so I should get business right away, and I should take off. No, 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 it don't work that way. You know, because there's other companies that you know that have their name engraved, and you know, engraved here. They've been here for 10, 11, 12, 15 years, and you know, mm -hmm. I was trying to compete with them, and you know, trying to be cocky at the same time, and it's just. I had to humble myself real, real quick, you know, cause you'll learn, you're going to learn quick if you don't humble yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 100% man. It's, it's hard to, um, it's hard starting like it, that those beginning year, two years, three years, like till you get the grasp of things, like it is right. hard to get people to know who you are when you already have Absolutely. multiple established businesses around you. Like, you know, some areas are untapped. Some areas you could sneak right in and, and be number one in, in one yeah, year. You know? Absolutely. You um, can, yeah. But saturated cities are harder because you, you, you need to say, Hey, how can I become relevant essentially? Cause you got, you right. got some big names in big, big cities. And Oh yes. Yeah. It's, yeah especially like here in Orlando. Um, I don't know if y'all have ever looked at the, you know, the market down here, but on every corner, there is literally a detailer and everybody and their sister does ceramic coatings down here, you know, and it, and, you know, I do get a lot, I get, I get a lot of customers, you know, that come to me with a lot of wrong information and they're like, yeah, well, this detailer told me that, you know, I can do this with a spray coating and it's, 
And the market is just oversaturated with quote unquote detailers right now. And it's, and that's another thing I had to adjust to once I got here. Cause of course, Pensacola, you got, you got some detailers, but here in Orlando, it's on every single corner. And I, I, I kid you not, it's everywhere here. And that, you know, it's something you got to learn how to compete with, you know, keep your prices competitive and whatnot. And it's kind of a pro and a con because Pensacola, if I'm not mistaken, kind of has a lower population when it comes to like people who actually live there. Yeah. Whereas like Orlando, man, a lot of people live there. You have a ton of population, a lot of people. So the more businesses are, is kind of to be expected, but there is enough people, I think, to kind of tap into, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all about how you tap into it and when, honestly. Um, Because right now, like during during these hot summer months, you're going to have detailers pop up that you've never even heard of before. And then they'll be gone, you know, after after summer's over, you know, so you, um, you just got to you just got to keep going, keep pushing, keep going, you know, because I was ready to give up the first the first year or so was rough. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't it wasn't an easy route, you know, but you, you do it. You do a lot of learning within that first, you know, the first year or two, you, you do a lot, a lot of learning. Mm-hmm. testing things trying new things hey that didn't work now i'm gonna try Absolutely. this and it's i was the yeah. same way man i failed miserably my first year like I, I was that person who thought like man i do such a great job like and l- little did i know now i actually probably didn't because i didn't know anything <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know right. i thought i knew how to buff a car but i really didn't right, know what yeah. i was looking at um yeah. but i thought i was so good at detailing i could clean a car the best but Right. Little did I know there's so much more that it comes with it. Yes, there is. Yeah, there's a lot that comes with it. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I wasn't even in like a city like Orlando. So the success you had in two, three years, that's great. Like I was in a city that was, it's a suburb of Nashville and it had a population of maybe 40 to 60,000 people. So nowhere near, um, you know, as, as, as um, the population of Orlando, but it took me about a year. And then after a year, um, I failed. I actually quit detailing and went and worked like a nine to five and then came back a few months later because it made me sick that I did quit. Um, right. But yeah, man, it, it does. It takes a lot of, uh, you know, the looking into SEO, looking into, um, you know, social media, all these strategies, these systems that you need to be doing. It's you don't even think about in the beginning. It's like, man, absolutely. You yeah. think it's just going to come to you. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's exactly how I thought, you know, especially for that first year was it's going to come to me, you know, and it's and that's that's not how it worked. Yeah, I had a few word of mouth clients. I put the word out and I'll get, you know, clients that way. But completely different completely different to compared to when you start pushing you know seo and whatnot out and it's sad too because like you think if you do such a phenomenal job like that client man they're gonna tell 20 people and realistically (laughs) realistically one out of 10 people a lot of times that you detail for will will tell other people but the other nine just it it won't so you got to reach the masses man it's like absolutely absolutely and another thing that we've been doing um after we finish a after we finish the client's car you know we always put a door tag on their rear view mirror or on their center console you know with a pamphlet or whatnot and we we always leave them a towel and a couple of business cards not one or two but a couple of them so that way if they do want to give that word of mouth out you know they have 10 11 business cards to pass out to everybody you know and that's that's been a huge help too yeah i like that yeah, that's nice. And it, and it kind of gets your brand out there too. Like, it's oh, like yeah, it, it 100% does. It really does. 
Yeah. And I always like doing that as well. I didn't do that in the beginning stages, but later on we started doing like mirror hangers, kind of just putting that, that logo, that brand right in front of right. their face and saying, Hey, this is who we are. It's going to, I'm going to embed it right there. I'm going to stamp it in your head so that like, you know, we're the guy that you want to use when you need detailing. Right. Absolutely. Yes, sir. You, you almost got to do things that like others aren't willing to do. Like, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. You have to, to succeed in this industry. You really do. Yeah. Cause of how saturated it is, man. There's yes, so many yes. of them very saturated so what are some goals that you have for your business like maybe within the next year or two years um so definitely within the next year to two i would i would like to be i would like to be in a bigger shop for sure that's that's definitely the main goal is to be in a you know just a bigger raw and uh you know that's 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 mainly what i'm shooting for right now and of course more volume always more volume always pushing for that but right now our main goal is you know to you know to get in a bigger shop so we can you know, so we can push more vehicles out at one time instead of having to do one or two, you know, here, you know, so that's the main goal right now is, you know, to get in a bigger shop and, you know, just to keep growing. Of course, always keep growing. That's, you know, that's huge. Just keep growing. Yeah. 100%. What's, what's like the commercial property like in Orlando? Is it pretty expensive? It's yeah. Yeah. So, um, like there's this, uh, there's this little shop next to a Supreme detail store we have here. It's like 1500 square feet if that and they and they wanted like four thousand a month for it and it's just it's it's insane yeah it's insane yeah. it's very very expensive that's crazy man yeah i've been looking at like um i'm in jacksonville now actually right. that's where i live and uh i'm looking for like it actually um, that's about the size that i'm trying to find some like a studio style Right. And uh, man, it's either in like a shithole and you yeah. know, it's like two grand for this, this in an alley type place or, you know, four grand for like a good area, but right now, granted, granted that four, that four grand did come with like a showroom floor. Um, so like whenever you first walk in the shop, you know, you have an option to have the showroom floor with a nice car there. But other than that, I mean, it's just like, I can't find nothing for under, you know, 35, 4,000, you know, it's just really expensive here. Mm -hmm. I think that's a lot of areas right now. A lot of areas are with real estate being as high as it is, it's going to be yeah. hard to get that killer deal anymore. Um, and which I think will raise, like, I think it's inevitable. I think I, I see it a lot of times like detailers, Hey, should I raise my prices right now? Um, you know, it, are we matching the, the inflation that's going on? And I think, right. I think we definitely should. I think it's, you know, Absolutely. prices are going up. You can't, you can't rent a shop for a thousand dollars, 1500 bucks anymore. No, you not know. anymore. Um, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, and yeah. So, you know, speaking on the inflation, you know, um, you definitely like. I just recently had to bump my ceramic coating prices up another hundred dollars, you know, because of, you know, because of inflation. You know, everything's just going through the roof. So I guess I I got to go on through the roof with it. You know, mm -hmm. get with it, get lost. Yeah, you do. I mean, the price of a dollar is not. It, it's not the same as, or the value of a dollar isn't what it was three, four, five months ago. You know, so no. we got to match what that value is going to be. Right. And it, it causes an increase. Absolutely. And um, there's also been something I kind of been wanting to dabble with and, and that's accepting Bitcoin as payment. Um, Cause there's a lot, there's a lot of people here in Orlando that deal with Bitcoin and they, and they typically have a decent amount of money. So mm -hmm. um, a lot of, a lot of people, you know, are recommending, you know, try Bitcoin as a second payment. And that's something I'm, I'm about ready to dabble into, you know, cause I think, I think that could be, I think that could be a good thing for the future for sure. 
Yeah, I think it could like, I, I don't know like a ton about Bitcoin. I kind of dabbled in it whenever, um, not this last rise in price. So like I would say 2016, 2017 timeframe when it like skyrocketed, I kind of started getting into the altcoins and Bitcoin a little bit there. But um, yeah, I don't know, like maybe that could be like your form of investment. Like anybody who pays with Bitcoin, hey, that's my, that's my investment. If it does take off, then boom. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, of course, that's not going to be for everybody, but it's just something, you know, that I'm willing to, you know, experiment with. If it doesn't work, you know, it is it is what it is. You know, I'm not going to invest a whole bunch into it, mm-hmm. but it's something that we'll definitely look into. Yeah. Trial and error, man. You know. Absolutely. That's all it's about. What What is something that you wanted to talk about, like when you got on here? Um. So one of the things I really wanted to kind of, you know, to push out was it's going to get tough, but do not give up, you know, because like I said, I was ready to give up within that, you know, that first year, it was like I said, it was rough, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna have moments, you know, to where you can barely afford to fill up your gas tank. And you know, you're gonna have moments, you know, you'll have five or 6,000 in your bank account, you know, plus easily, you know, just, just don't give up, just keep riding that wave and keep pushing it, you know, because, because the moment you give up, you will instantly, you will instantly regret it, you know, you will instantly regret it, unless you're just in financial bind, it's not working for you, of course, you know, Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, definitely do not give up. And for the people riding on underdog, just stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you love it. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. I love it. I I 100% agree with that because, like, and like I said, that I mean that was my story. That like I I right. I gave up. I quit. I failed. You know, and it was like, and you really don't fail, and if you don't quit, you know, like if you're Absolutely. if you're yeah. still going at it you're still giving in your all you're still putting in the effort you have not failed yet and you know you may you may have tried something that didn't work but you did not quit you know if you don't quit you don't fail you're still succeeding in some type of way you're still pursuing the big thing is is you're still pursuing your own dream you're still pursuing to be your own boss you know because it will take off like say it takes even five years for somebody you know this is my thing when it comes to detailing or whatever you're in if it takes five years for it to just boom and gives you that that financial freedom that you want your business is just taking off you know in five years in five years you're going to look back and be like thank god i didn't quit thank god absolutely. i stayed in this you know yeah absolutely yeah like i said you can't be afraid to grow you know don't be afraid to take constructive criticism by any means you know because that's that's what's really going to help you grow is you know just constructive criticism that helped me grow a lot was constructive criticism you know so mm-hmm. um if you know if somebody's giving you criticism you know just take it and try to turn it positive you know because mm-hmm. i know a lot of people um they'll get a bad review or somebody will say something and they'll just get down and they'll think about quitting, you know, over that one review over that one bad person, you know, and it's just, you got to take that and use it as a growing moment. You, you know, mm-hmm. you have to grow from them, from them little mess ups, you know, and that's, and that's how you get it. Perfection is learning from the little mess ups, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, 100% man. And I'll, I'll still, I'll still to this day. And I don't think that feeling that, that uh, sting ever goes away of like a client leaving you a review or sending you a text saying, Hey, I'm not happy with how this service came out because that is going to happen. You're going to have different detailing is so hard in that way. Like it, yeah. you have so many different opinions on what is a good job and a bad job. You have a different client that is pickier when another client's not, you know, so it is an extremely, extremely hard uh, industry to grow in um, and easier in some ways because it doesn't take a lot of money to get started. So it's kind of, right. It's got its pros and cons, but that sting of a client leaving me a review or a bad review or, 
you know, texting me saying, Hey, your guys missed this. That does not go away because you take so much pride in your business and it really shouldn't go away. It's just all about how you, you pivot from it. Hey, don't take it as like, man, this lady's she's, she's overly picky or she, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Take it as like, Hey, how can I correct my business, my systems and how I detail so that the next person that comes along doesn't, you know, leave me a bad review. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like I said, you just can't be afraid to grow and, you know, don't, you know, learn, learn, learn from every single mistake. You have to learn from every single mistake. And mm -hmm. when it gets hard, just don't give up. Just keep pushing it. And that's, that's something too cool about the constructive criticism is the fact that like, I think a lot of guys get a ton of pride in this industry. I think like, Hey, yeah. they're making, um, you know, they're making this and their, their business is here, but they overlook some of the advice that maybe some guy in the beginning stages could give them, you know, obviously they may have more to pour into that, that newer guy, but right. there's so much information that is overlooked. Like this young guy that's just starting may have got, he may be better or he, he may know a tip on social media marketing that this guy that has been in business 10 years doesn't know. Like you got to have a crazy open mind in this industry to succeed. Like you got to be able to listen to the new guy, the older guy, the guy yep. who's been doing it for 50 years. Like, you know, everybody has some type of information that we can all, that we can all learn. Oh, from absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll take advice from anybody. I don't care how old or young you are, you know, because they might know something that, you know, that I might not know. And that, that could become a huge asset for my business later down the road, you know, mm -hmm. and, but you're not going to please everybody, but what you can try to do is try to please everybody, you know, and, you know, just try to be the best you can for your business and that person, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go into it with the, with the mentality of, Hey, I'm going to make every person happy, but also be prepared if you can't, you know, like, Hey, if there's always going to be a client that, isn't going to be satisfied no matter what or who is doing the service, but how do you react to that? And how do you um, counter that person coming at you with like a combative, you know, in a combative way, like how are you going to be the professional? And that's something I always had fun with actually. Yeah. It does sting. Like I said, but like, this is a game. Like how can you, if I have, you know, a client that comes in, throws me off guard, maybe I've had 20 great clients the past three days or four days and then right. I've got that one that throws me off guard and I wasn't expecting it. How can I be professional, you know, steer them in the right way so that they turn maybe from combative to now happy and wants to use my service in the future? You know, how can I get the best situation from the worst situation? Absolutely. And uh, I kind of look at it as a game. It's kind of fun sometimes yeah, to say, absolutely. hey, yeah. you know, when they come in and I'm like, man, all right, cool. Game face. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Heck yeah. Cool deal, man. How can, um, how can, uh, the viewers find you? Um, do you have an Instagram or a, uh, Facebook or where, wherever you want them to, uh, you just send them to. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, we're on Google Dixon's, uh, Dixon's mobile details. We're on Facebook as well. Dixon's detailing and ceramic coatings. We also have a TikTok. Um, that's under Dixon's mobile details as well. That's where you can find us. Heck yeah, man, dude. I enjoyed it. I, I'm, I'm glad you came on. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me on here. It's an honor. Thank you. Absolutely, dude. So that is it for this episode. A really good episode with Jacob. He shares some of the, you know, some of his goals in his business and the importance of getting reviews in your business and how SEO has really helped move his business to the next level. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. And if you did, make sure to share it with a friend on social media so that they can get something from it as well. 
and make sure to leave us a review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, it's going to greatly help the channel grow so that we can reach more people. And I hope to see you on the next episode of the Detail Spot Podcast. And thank you for listening. 